Welcome to Money Freedom for Photographers, where I teach you how to question all your money beliefs, show up and sell your photography, and create a business that feels amazing. I'm your host, Safina Duke. Hello, guys. Today we're talking about imposter syndrome. (laughs) And the funny thing about this podcast is that I thought I was going to record it for all of these other people who have been, you know, coming up to me, telling me that they struggle with it. I've had a lot of people talk about it and mention it. And I was like, I have to address this. But as I was preparing for the podcast, I noticed that I was like, yeah, it didn't really affect me. And I didn't really feel like related to it. I kind of kept putting it off and I was like, yeah, I don't know how to like help if I, if I didn't actually have it happen to me. And so I was going to come at this podcast from a very coachy perspective, like of me teaching you things. And the funny part that happened is that I got kind of like a kick in the butt (laughs) because I remembered how I used to think in my business. And I remembered a lot of the things that I did in my business. And I was like, oh, I, I did suffer from imposter syndrome. And so what was going to be a very vague response to the idea of imposter syndrome and how to handle it, which probably still would have been helpful, has turned into a very personal story that I want to share with you today. And yeah, I I mean, let's just get into it, right? So if you're not familiar with imposter syndrome, it's basically when you are feeling like a fraud or you feel like somebody's going to discover that you're a fraud, right? And of course, that was just me <laughs> reciting the definition that I want to share with you. And some places say it is also the feeling of feeling like a fraud despite all of your success. But I am going to argue that not you don't have to be like super successful and have tons of money rolling in for you to experience ex- imposter syndrome. So imposter syndrome at the very core makes you hide. It's a fear of being seen, which makes sense because we're scared that other people are going to discover us for less than what we claim to be. They're going to discover that our prices are too high. They're going to discover that we're not actually a professional or a real photographer or any of the things. And we poke holes in all the stories someone could say about us. We find all the ways that they could bring us down so that we get to fix them first before other people can get to us, before anyone else has the chance to. I'm so thankful that I waited to make this podcast because the thing that I didn't do was I didn't like not post or not show up But what I did was still hiding. I hid behind perfectionism. I posted only the very best photos. And in my early days, I spent like over an hour, maybe two hours on each edit. I only allowed myself to show up in my communities of other photographers as somebody who was already successful, which meant anytime I was struggling, I was completely on my own because I was terrified to let other people know that I wasn't perfect. My Instagram account is the thing I want to share with you today. 
I remember getting my first thousand followers on Instagram by finding people in my area and following them. I would stay up like all night (laughs) going through people and finding local people. And then I would follow all these people. And of course, only a small percentage follow you back. And then I would unfollow the ones that didn't follow me back. I had to download apps for that. It was a very tiring process because Instagram has limits on how many people you can follow and unfollow at a time. So it required going back many, many times to keep working on that. I spent all of the early years of my business just consumed with that, just consumed with my image on Instagram, consumed with trying to get a picture reposted or featured on an account so that I could get more followers trying to get on the popular page on Instagram. Um, It was back when that was kind of becoming a thing and you could still get on it by being a relatively, you know, smaller account, not being a huge influencer or anything. So that's, that's what I was spending all of my time doing. I was putting all my energy into looking good, what I thought other people would want from their photographer. And what happened was that my likes at first we're not adding up. Like I wasn't getting as many likes as I wanted. And I really wanted to get featured on the popular page. So then I once again resorted to the apps to get a bunch of likes that were just random. So if you go to the beginning of my Instagram page, all the images have like 250 likes for absolutely no reason. And it was just so much to have to keep up with. Like, and then I felt bad, right? Because I was I felt unethical in a way, but I also felt like I had to do it because, you know, otherwise like, well, I'm not enough. So I felt really bad. I felt like I was kind of hiding and I felt like it was a full-time job to keep up with this whole image that I had created for myself. So the irony is that in trying to fix my imposter syndrome and trying to be perfect so that I didn't have to feel like I wasn't enough. I actually felt like more of an imposter. I felt trapped in my own prison cell of my business that I had created for myself and my image. Every time I'd go to networking events, people would be like, oh, you have 10,000 followers. Oh my God, you're famous. And I'd just be like, you don't know like what I had to do (laughs) to get these followers and just to look cool. Like who cares? And I would always want to help people with like how I grew my business on Instagram because I was getting all my clients through Instagram. So I was actually doing something right. And I actually had something to offer, but I was like, I felt unethical because people were just impressed by the numbers and the likes and all that stuff. And I didn't feel like that was a hundred percent, you know, something I should take credit for. So it was this whole thing. It felt like a lie. It felt like something that I had to keep fueling. You know, when you tell a lie and then you have to like keep telling more lies (laughs) and you have to keep it going and it just becomes this huge thing and a full-time job to keep your lie going. That's what it felt like a little bit. And at the time, I remember it felt so necessary for me to have my business like this. Like the, the other option was to not be good enough, not look good enough in my head. And so, of course, it was worth it for me at the time to do all of that work. It took enormous amounts of work to always look perfect, 
enormous amounts of control that I could have put into so many other things in my business. I had a perfect website, my entire business. I had a perfect website before I ever had any clients because this was the perfectionism showing up. The imposter syndrome showing up as a perfectionism. You have to have a perfect Instagram feed. You have to have a perfect website all the time. You got to be talking like I would always be saying, I love my friend Keely Miller. (laughs) She has a copywriting group and she's like, stop saying we, stop saying we, like, you know, we're editing pictures when it's only just you. But I would do that. And a lot of us did that. Like we just would say we because it sounded more official and we thought that other people thought that that was better or whatever we thought. I wanted every piece of my process to look seamless. So other people believed in it. So I believed in it. What I see now is that I just had a thought, which is that other people won't think you're enough. Other people won't think I'm enough. And what that really means is I'm not enough. I don't think I'm enough. And all that happened back then was that I believed it. And I let this thought take me down an entire train of being perfect for years instead of questioning it. I hid behind looking polished and official. I really wanted a blue check mark next to my name on Instagram. It was like one of my major goals one month. I remember like just trying to get the check mark and I didn't get it. To me, that was more important than the true principles of business. I didn't realize that I wasn't doing the true principles of business. I thought that was business. I thought looking good and marketing and strategy and social media was business. What I didn't focus on was connecting with others, genuinely delivering, sharing a message that's important to me. Could have just focused on those things and had a much easier time. And in fact, I did go on later in my business to only focus on that and change my whole business. If I could go back, I would tell myself, you are enough to somebody and somebody thinks that you, yes, you with all of your imperfections is enough. You don't have to hide. Your people want the full you, not just the perfect side of you not just the part that you tailor and twist and turn into what you think other people want. I would always tell people when they asked me about my Instagram and how to get clients from there, I'd be like, clients are different than followers. If you want a bunch of followers, you can go get a bunch of followers, but they're not going to turn into clients. And I did build a successful business through Instagram, but I always felt weighed down by the shame of not being 100% honest. Shame is a killer, you guys, right? When I started to write this podcast and I realized that in order to share the most authentic story, I had to like share this vulnerable part of me in my past, I I had to experience the shame. I had to go through that for a second. And I had to forgive myself for making, you know, silly mistakes in my business. And what I also noticed is that my trauma from my childhood had come up in my business. And when I was growing up, I had to survive in a household where my dad was really critical of me. 
And I would always get in trouble for things that I couldn't predict. Like I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know I did something wrong. I would get in trouble just out of the blue for things that like I could have never rules. I could have never known I was going to break. And so of course the survival mechanism is to be as perfect as you can, to look as perfect as you can. And to do that because in my past, it was like a way of something I had to survive. It wasn't just a matter of, Oh, is, are people going to like my business or not? <laughs> it was my life. Not that my life was in jeopardy, but like my, you know, my psychological, my emotional life was really, you know, in jeopardy back then. When I look back on that girl who was so terrified to be found out as who she really was, I have so much more compassion because that's who she needed to be at that time. Even if you don't have trauma, we've been collectively conditioned to underestimate our power, to undersell ourselves. I talk in other episodes about how society grow up hearing other people bring people down and poke holes in their success. And of course, of course, when we grow up with that, and of course, when we are taught that modesty is best and, you know, being too much and being out there is just like shameful and terrible. Of course, we're terrified to put ourselves out there to be completely imperfect as we are. And of course, we're terrified of feeling outcast by our society. I made every decision out of trying to look better, trying to be perceived as more, trying to keep up with what I thought other people's success was. I was measuring everything by the outside, external. My clients, other photographers, I never worked on what I believed. I was missing the energetic anchor, the thing that sells for you when you have no website and no clients. I was missing my own belief. So here is what I want to tell you no matter what stage you're at, because you might actually just be starting out and your work is nowhere near as good as it's going to be in the future when you're a seasoned photographer. And on the flip side, you might be seasoned and rolling in clients and money. But I want to tell you that this will never go away. Your brain is always trying to protect you from that feeling of other people outcasting you in society It's always trying to get ahead of what other people might say about you. And so it's going to keep offering you these thoughts. And I asked other people for some of their ways that it shows up for them. And the common denominator that I saw was just a lot of unquestioned thoughts or beliefs. And so these could be things like you are ripping people off if you're charging this much money. Or if you charge X amount of money and you don't do your very best work, then you are a ripoff. It could be things like other people saying things about you that you believe, like you're not a real photographer if you don't have X, Y, and Z. And so all of these things are just thoughts. Even if other people tell them to you, they're just things that you might believe And the solution to imposter syndrome is allowing the thoughts to be there, 
and allowing the feelings to be there, but not following through on them like I did. (laughs) Not going for years and years trying to disprove them, trying to take actions to make yourself feel better from them, but just allowing them and realizing that they're part of the deal that we have as being a human is that our brain is going to offer us really unhelpful thoughts. And I won't say that they go away as you get more experienced, but they just feel less real. You start to recognize them as just chatter instead of just facts. So you get to let those thoughts be there. And then you get to gently bring yourself back to who you actually want to be and what you actually want to believe about yourself. Get to gently remind yourself of all the people who have ever loved your work, who have been deeply impacted just because they chose to work with you. Gently remind yourself that no matter where you are in your business and your skill level, you are good enough for somebody. Somebody out there can get value from you. Most of us will never be the best photographer in the world, but I know for a fact that most people in my orbit are a hundred times more talented than they give themselves credit for. It's bringing yourself back to the basics that who you are is enough for somebody, even if it's just one person and the talents you have are more than enough. Imposter syndrome brings about the feelings of shame and shame brings about hiding. And when you're hiding, whether it's by underselling yourself, not posting, not sharing your work, or whether it's by over-polishing, editing for hours before you post, writing captions over and over, and then deciding not to share them anyways, you're still hiding. You're hiding the part that's vulnerable, the part that makes you you, the part that some people might find wrong or too much or offensive, but the part that others will find and love you for. All these things are so much more manageable and believable to your brain rather than trying to jump to full belief and thinking that you're the best photographer in town or anything crazy. So much easier to just focus on where can I just take one step towards who I want to be? Where can I just believe a little tiny bit more about my value? And the solution to all of these things is to just stop taking actions from the place of fear and shame and guilt and instead allow the thoughts. You don't have to resist them. Feel the feelings, feel all the feelings of shame, whatever comes up for you. And then put yourself out there from the place of grounded possibility from a place of neutral to positive feelings, from the person that you are working towards being. And remember that the worst thing that could happen, if you do that, if you keep putting yourself out there boldly and bravely, is that you can feel another feeling and it won't feel good. The absolute worst thing that could happen is you have to sit through a very uncomfortable vibration in your body. And I know you can do that. So get yourself some support, get yourself a coach or a mentor to help point out just how many things you might be believing that are totally optional. You don't have to believe them. They don't have to be the truth for you. And 
just keep focusing on that next person that needs you and wants you to show up for them today. Have an amazing week. I'll talk to you next week. If you're ready to do this work for yourself and your business, I invite you to coach with me one-on-one. We will spend six months turning you into the person who knows how to create whatever results you want in your life and business. You can sign up for your free consultation at the link in the show notes. And if you're enjoying the podcast, you will love our free Facebook community called Money Freedom for Photographers. You can find it by searching for the group on Facebook or also linked in the show notes. We'll see you in there.